Dungeons and Doobies. Hey, Dungeons and Doobies contains spoilers for the following content. Anything we talk about, whether that pertains to D&D or not. So get ready. Hey there, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Doobies. I'm Ian. And I'm Hunter. And we're just a couple of guys kicking down doors and uh, smoking pot in Remo Sriracha. How's your day going, Hunter? It's going pretty swell. How's your day? Uh, you know, it's it's going pretty well this uh, day before Independence Day. Uh, yeah, America. Woo! Uh, got any it's... fun plans for for the 4th? You you just working like I am. I have to work. Yeah. This is my first time in my life that I've ever had to work on the 4th. Oh, wow, really? Ever. Ever. Yeah, I know that, yeah, so you used to be uh, a delivery driver. Yeah. Um, I never was a delivery driver during that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, like, I'm not going to say that I'm peeved because I've never really <laughs> been, like, a huge 4th of July person, but yeah. I do love to party, so it's kind of like... Man, I can't go out and party. I have yeah, to go and, like, and there's actually, like, this today. really cool... Well, see, this is the thing. I'm going to be on call. And there's uh, a show I want to go to, and I'm going to go to it, but uh, I still got to prep in the morning. Mm-hmm, and then so I'm going to prep, and then I'm going to take a break, go to the show, and then... Uh, if I get called in, I get called in. The show's only two blocks away from the bar, so... Oh, it's not so bad. At least it's you not can terrible. To, you can try yeah. to have your cake and eat it, too. Uh, and, I, and I am going to try. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just I'm going to have that... I'm not going to be able to, like, drink the way I want to. <laughs> I'm going to be able to have, like, a beer every two hours. Yeah, just, you know? you got to just chill out just yeah. in case. I'm not trying to chill, man. I'm trying to party. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, Park Place Show. Yeah. 24th tomorrow uh, apparently probably not gonna hear about it but yeah <laughs> apparently uh my work they decided to uh give us friday as a paid holiday too um so like everybody else gets wait uh, so everyone's getting time and a half but you still have to work uh well everybody gets a paid they get paid holiday so they get like a, a everybody who's off gets paid that day anyway when mm-hmm. i get when i have to work paid holidays i get two and a half what that's yeah. a thing yeah you're getting double advantage yeah Oh shit! Yeah, I'm getting double advantage. So I'm essentially for two days this week. I'm getting paid like thirty bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll work holidays. I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Like, fuck it, let me. I'll work all Damn. the holidays. Like, shit. Holy shit! Especially because like most of the time, like you know, on the ones where like they're important, like Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my family does stuff in the mornings. Right. So like I can go do all the stuff with my family and then still go to work at four p.m. and it's not a big deal. Right. So. Although and, and before I, that was kind of shitty because you were going to work and then you were going to see your family immediately getting off yeah, of work, getting maybe off at taking a shower yeah. and then going. Yeah, so yeah. Th- this is much better this yeah. way around. But the yeah, essentially getting $30 an hour to do nothing uh, yeah. because we, there's not a whole lot of crazy events happening. Showcase fireworks you know? when yeah. they happen. I mean, yeah, we have we, we seriously on NBC, we have a, a fireworks display. That's one mm-hmm. of the things we're running. And then I'm, I'm running a baseball game, but uh, our is it it's baseball or soccer i can't remember which but those are relative both of those are relatively easy. they're both they're both on right now yeah uh and it's either 1868 or uh the aces so mm. like i'm you know either way it's not going to be too difficult so uh and apparently my boss is going to be doing a kick uh cookout so there you go yeah he's going to be bringing in well, some we're gonna have free hot dogs and, oh, at that's the cool. bar but so, uh, yeah rsl free hot dogs. Any fucking hot dogs but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead and get in here today on our uh, episode of Dungeons and Doobies. Uh, so, a little campaign update for you all. Uh, where we left off, they had fought, like, what was it, uh, 19 
goblins. It was, it was like nineteen goblins, three, three bugbears, bug which two were also Ettons. three uh, intellect devourers, yeah. two Ettons, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, uh, and they had escaped out and like were deciding to crash out for the night inside of a uh, little, uh, I guess it was uh, essentially a broom, broom closet. closet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go and they camp out. Uh, Mr. Mr. Gizzard, the wizard, uh, does the identify spell, finds out that the circlet they found last time was a circlet of blasting, which is great because uh, they decided to give it to Glory and gives her an extra spell uh, to cast a day, which, which as a warlock, warlock. having an extra spell. Exactly. That's, it's just having that extra utility there, and it doesn't burn anything of hers. And, I mean, you know, yeah. it's not like the greatest plus to hit, but it's got a plus five bonus. Like, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not like the end of the world. Uh but uh, yeah, no, and I mean, yeah, especially being a warlock, having any extra spell that you can, uh, which I will bring that up later during CR. Mm, um, yeah. But uh, fucking, uh, unfortunately, when she used it, it missed. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah. you know, it was Glory's first time using it. Yeah, it's very narratively perfect, and it it also works. You know, just like even you know, besides the narratively, like. At least it wasn't one of her spell slots that she missed. Exactly. On. Like, it, it was the free thing that you have to use today, mm-hmm. and it it also doesn't require attunement. Right. Which is another huge thing. You can be wearing that and still three other attunable items, and you have that extra spell. Just bam, right there. Yep. Um, and so it's, I mean, that that's that's the magic I come to the table for. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I actually know I think my cap is attuned. Or I can't remember. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, that, um, that was actually yeah. a thing. I, I, the only reason, I don't remember it because of anything that we've done. I remember it because in Critical Role it was a thing because uh, Sam was like, I can't do this with the Hat of the Skies. I have too many things attuned. Ah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's the right. only I totally that's the forgot only that they had I that item. That. Yeah. I totally forgot they had that item. <laughs> Spoilers for season one, guys. Oh, um, no. They had Hat of the Skies. But yeah. Um, and then. Uh, so yeah, so then we decide to head back out, go back to the uh, main chamber that we first walked into after the sand pit. Yep, and uh, uh, went down a different direction. And as they headed down this hallway with uh, mirrors just embedded in it, uh, like every five feet or so. Yeah, uh, they got about halfway where they had For noticed about this, like, burnt like out torch 60 stuff. Feet, I think something something right about 60, that. 80 meters. sixty to eighty. Something. It wasn't a hundred. No. Uh, but they get about halfway down this hallway, and then these shadows, like shadow versions of themselves, start coming out of the mirrors and attacking them and sapping their strength. And uh, it was a de- pretty decent battle. I mean, yeah, you guys got through it without too much health damage, but your most of y'all's strength were down pretty low. I think Skeez's was down to like a six. Yeah. Like it was down there pretty pretty far. Um, and what's I don't what's know if the, you know if, how that works, if but if you're zero, you die. You die. outright die. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was you die or you're like no longer able to use your body. Like yeah, no, from, like no greater restoration or anything. Outright, you just straight up just die. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the whole versions of ourselves though was that flavor from the book or was that flavor from CR or was that your? Flavor? No, that's just flavor from the book. Yeah. yeah. Um. Just because I mean it, it had happened. Yeah, right, like no, week it, after it, week, it, and I was just was, like, "Oh, cool!" He's was like, really, "You know, just it was really, really perfect." Quick, like, yeah, it was it was perfect. Like was you know, great. the critical role episode that happened like what last week? Yeah, uh, the, two weeks ago, the three uh, days before we played that game. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh well, I mean, you know, if they had done this hallway, they're going to have this happen." Uh, yeah, no, and that was great. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, I know those those uh, that was so the intellect of hour during that moment, 
um, I wasn't really afraid of anything in the dungeon other than just dying due to damage because yeah. I'm a wizard. You know, I got 34 fucking hit points at level five. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, that was my intellect of hour as the intellect of hour is to like skis or yeah. well specifically to skis because mm-hmm. he has a negative one. Yeah, and you know, I almost I almost got him into a canatonic yeah. this week with an intellect of hour. Yeah, and like we're in like I, the I middle of the dungeon. Eight. Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. He had what one left? Uh, or he, nine? It, yeah, it's, his, that one wasn't the subtracting. Yeah, it's meet or exceed. The shadow subtracts though. Yeah, it, if you if it brings you down to zero, mm-hmm. but not if it meets your score. Yeah, well, so I mean, with the, with, with the devour intellect, yeah. like you have to fail the saving throw, and right. then it rolls three d six, and um, with those three d six, uh, it has to meet or exceed your intelligence score, and if it does that, gotcha. you drop right. to zero, and you're like in a catatonic state. Yeah. And, um, but the shadow for that moment was me because I have an 11 strength. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh, like, it, it was what? They, they were easy doing 2d6 on that, or is it? Uh, d- I think it was 2d4 plus uh, 2d4. 2d4 plus 4, something like that. And it's whatever that damage is, it also brings your strength down by that much. It was something like that. Uh, or yeah. it, it was, no, it was, um, it was 1d6 plus two and then it was a d4 to bring down to bring your strength. strength yeah yeah okay so it was something like that because i knew it was a multi-die mechanic yeah. i just couldn't remember how it worked yeah so d I, it was definitely a d4 on the strength um because i got like yeah. a couple fours in there and was like ooh, yeah like luckily none of you attack using your strength yeah because skis is a dex-based fighter uh you use spells for the most part so that's either your wisdom or your intelligence and glory with her the way that she is set up specifically uses her charisma modifier to attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, none of us attack with our strength. Therefore, we all dumped strength. Yeah. So no one in the party has you know, any kind of strength. I guess. I guess Skis didn't dump strength. He dumped intelligence. Yeah. Because well, he has a plus two to strength. But yeah. He's got like, a fourteen. But, but Glory and I, I'm pretty sure both have elevens. Yeah. Glory might have a twelve. I, I'm pretty sure she's got an eleven. I don't yeah. think she has a modifier to that. So, so it's like you know we we can only at max. Or, or at minimum, like, if you're rolling max damage, you know, like, three, like, we could go out in three. Yeah. We could. You know, yeah. it's very feasible. Yeah, it, it would have been pretty easy for it. But you guys managed to work your way down the hallway and take them out. And uh, you guys were, you know, trying to guess it to which ones it was. And it was just kind of, I had randomly put X's on my map and was like, okay. Okay, see, I thought that one, there was a one, one but I was one. like, it might just be random. And, uh, yeah. and it wasn't until that last mirror that I ran because I thought it was... I thought the the solution to the puzzle puzzle yeah. the puzzle was bob and weave. Yeah, and it was just like okay, each other one you just keep going diagonally, uh, which like the only in, one that uh, the book said for sure had two in it was the westernmost, and it uh, mm-hmm. was both of them have one in it in the westernmost. Okay, and then the rest of them. Oh, you that just was the one choose. that I okay for sure. The, like the very farthest one where both came yeah. out at the end. So then I just got lucky. Yeah. Um, but, uh, cause I just, I, the other ones yeah. I just put, like, I had my little DM map and I just put X's on which ones had the shadows in it before you guys got there. Right. Uh, that though, in that moment when I thought I had figured out the puzzle, um, I was like, because this module was released after Xanathar's where they more accurately described distance and yeah. movement 
spell distance, et cetera, et cetera, right, with diagonals. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually, like, a really cool mechanic if it is bob and weave because then it's going to take twice as long to get across this corridor yeah. for the majority of you people. Uh, you people. Yeah. Unless... People playing with the actual rules with how movement work. Uh, yeah. Because we don't use the diagonal rule, even nah. though we probably should. We should because we take advantage the fuck out of it. Yeah. Meg is probably the only one that moves with, like, chess moves. But even even still, she'll still go diagonally. Uh, occasionally, uh, yeah. But like, I mean, like this passage, I just kept su- seeing her make like L's, and yeah. I was like, you'd probably still have like five, maybe ten on certain moves if you just went diagonal. But yeah. it never, it never changed anything. No, like she still you know? got where she needed to go. It's yeah, not like she was hampering herself, right? By getting like, oh, I can't get there, and like she got everywhere she needed. to. Exactly. Um. But yeah, I was just like, oh, this would like this would definitely be a, a cool a cool little puzzle to to make things a little bit more difficult like at that point it's like what do i use my action to do do i use it to to help uh whether that's combat healing um or the help action Mm -hmm. or do i use it to dash do i use it to dodge i use it to disengage like how am i looking out for myself i'm looking out for my team right now like if that were to be the mechanic like because you just have monsters coming out of you left and fucking right Mm -hmm. at a certain point you know like I also thought at a certain point that they were going to just start like um kind of like firecrackering like down the road like one of them showed up and then another one showed up and then like or like one would show up maybe a round would pass and then the next round like oh and then you see another one like pop out like I thought it was going to be like uh, they they were, they were on a timer more than anything yeah okay which, um, had you guys the, uh, turned around and gone the other way no more would have popped out the mechanic was that when you walked in oh. front of the mirror, mm. they would pop out and attack Interesting. you. So my my uh, analogy for it in my brain at the time was the um, garbage compactor in Star Wars 1. Yeah, yeah. Slash 4, however you identify. <laughs> <laughs> a new hope. Uh, yeah, a new hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's what I thought. I was just like, oh, shit, like things are just going to be closing in on us. Yeah, no, no. Uh, who knows that might be a thing later but uh yeah. you know that was it was the mechanic was like when you guys walked in front of the mirror whoever walked in front of that mirror the version of you came out of it yeah and that was so so fucking neat. uh that, it was it, i like I, I really liked it it was a nice little flavor thing in mm-hmm. there but uh moving forward uh after that they all like essentially weighed the benefits of taking a short rest right then and there and decided it was worth it because who knows if there were more shadows and if they got hit like a couple more times, each of them would die. Yeah. Um, so they took the short rest. Nothing ended up coming along because um, I rolled really poorly on my random encounters. <laughs> um, but uh, they then, uh, with a little bit of prodding, um, searched the mirrors and found out that some of them led to ca- had cavities behind them uh, containing... Uh, well, nothing for two of them. And then in the yeah. final one, they found a bronze mask, which is the key to the riddle that they had read earlier um, about the bronzed visage. Uh, essentially, you put on the bronzed right. visage, you can talk with the thing. Um, they head back to that spot. They head back through the south, down through the passageway, and they find the uh, the naked man with the harp uh, on the wall again and put the mask on and like shift out, teleport into a demiplane where uh, they see before them uh, a very large ornate chair with a picture of Hallister Black Cloak upside down behind it, sitting in the chair of which is Hallister Black Cloak. 
and he essentially gives them like the whole classic oh ask me three questions and uh one of which uh my answers will be a lie two of which Mm -hmm. will be true and it's up to you to determine which is which um so then the party ends up like uh throwing the mask in and out so that they can get more of the party in there and then gizzard and glory yeah sit there and decide, well, what kind of questions are we going to ask? And they essentially ask for more information about the map room they found last time, um, which uh, had, you know, little buttons to depress that would said that um, when they would press them, it said that teleport was disabled to these de- certain destinations. So they asked for more mm. information on uh, the level 16 and... Um, well, that, that was that one. And yeah, then we asked sculpt, and found out what that was. And then um, we for the, a- the chair that you guys need to find. Right, and we asked where like, uh, where in the dungeon is the throne, the elven throne mm-hmm. of Alanthem Thar or whatever. And he, he gave the, the vague answer of deep, 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 deep down. And uh, then we asked if the, and then I asked uh, if the statue, the first statue we saw in the dungeon, uh, which was a, beheaded statue of a woman and then we end up finding a snake head asking how do we solve that puzzle and he goes it's just a statue yeah it's a statue you boob yeah yeah it's a statue you boob uh which reminded me uh in that moment of like miranda from drake and josh <laughs> get out of my way boob yeah because um, uh, it's just like it, he's he's a little kooky dude but it's like yeah man that like i can't believe you used a question on this it's a fucking statue like, right <laughs> and at that point glory and i look at each other and we're like that's the lie we're going to the statue <laughs> And we did, and then she and I like uh, succeeded in mending the the um, statue back the statue together. back up and together. Nothing happened, and nothing happened. I half thought about having it summon a Merolith right there and just like <laughs> and attack you guys, but that would right. that would have been game over right there. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, but that also would have, uh, in our mind, at least, and you know, who knows if we actually figured out but the riddle I, or not. I'd, I'd also had set up the. Uh, the truths and lies and li- so okay I that's what to, i was gonna yeah. say i was gonna say because then at that point because what we had figured out wrenches into what's the truth what's the lie exactly and we were like wait a minute like because gizzard has keen mind i was like wait a minute the halster just repeated what essentially what we heard when we pressed the button um to the star dock I'll, he yeah. did explain that it was um an asteroid on that like uh right orbits toril yeah um but uh but other than that we were like okay wait we know that's true and then we thought the statue was a lie but then when the statue ended up being true we were like wait it's not deep 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 down it's high high up at least that's or it's not as deep down as he inferred right um and so but that you know leads in perfectly to uh wasn't i feel like there was something after the statue before we got to the throne room the decrepit throne room I feel like we had like one more combat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys headed back down, and um, so you looped back around uh, and cleared oh, out um, the bugbear, the goblins. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So they looped back around uh, and kept. Essentially, they picked up on the trail of the bugbears that they had detected the last time. Yeah, headed into the smaller room um, where in the south, like. Uh, one of the south corners uh there was like a pile of moldy bones and in like the northeast corner there was a half of a body uh like skeleton right attached to the wall 
uh, and they had written in Infernal next to it, talk to me. And they sat there and they tried to talk to it without using any magical means. and Because um, we don't have them. Yeah, and uh, to no avail. So they, yeah. they, they figured because... Um, Gizzard is a cleric. It's you know it's pretty easy to figure out. Like yeah, there I have heard of this kind of magic. I can't do it. Yeah, I um, like if we had a scroll, I could attempt to do it. But yeah, I, but we, we don't. right now we don't have that and yeah. tough shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tried to remove the skull. We got an eighteenth strength, eighteen strength, strength check. And nothing and happened. Nothing happened. And yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. All right, this this skeleton is remaining. Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah, it's a Halister's play thing. It's not just going to let it Oh, shit. Um, yeah. This is some, like, jigsaw shit? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, it's just somebody, and he's like... Do you want to play um, a game? He's like, I'm going to chain it up to the wall, because if you guys have been able to talk to it, there have been some things you could find out. But, you know, of course. Right. The, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. It would, it would have been more information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they continue on from that room uh, into this other chamber, where they find this kind of weird gateway arch and just kind of in the middle of the room oh yeah that was fun um that was and scary. uh they see two dead orc corpses at the bot like the base of it and uh they investigate it they don't seem to find anything and then on their way out of the room glory decides to walk through the archway and it's a d12 roll and she ended up i think getting an eight which this uh, effect allowed her to turn invisible for the next hour essentially uh, cast invisibility right. on her uh, the same same mechanics, same way. So right. she makes an attack, anything it disappears. Uh, but it, it would, you know, it's just goes to show, like, hey man, there's a lot of weird shit in here. Like you don't know what everything's gonna do, and if you guys don't like poke it a little bit, you're never gonna find out. Right. Well, I just uh, so remind both me, skis and gizzard. We're like, nah, fuck no, that we're shit. gonna walk around we're it. No, nope, we're cool. Like, um. So remind me. So the orcs at the base were they? Before in the middle or after the archway? Um, they were in front of it. They were in front of it. Yeah. Oh shit! See, I always thought that they were like straight, like smack dab in the middle, no. and that like glory, like just like, but like it was big enough mm-hmm. that they were there, and she just like was small enough, and she could walk right through it. Yeah. And I was like, like this is this is like a warding bond. This is like a warding glyph. This some something. I mean, clearly Had something you happened. Passed, like identify on it. I could have given you some information. But. I was, I was thinking about it. And at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure, I mean, we're still in the middle of a, a day though. We, we can't take a long rest until probably halfway through next session. Yeah. I mean, theoretically speaking, yeah, cause you guys are about like four hours into the adventure yeah. day. And I mean, like if you want to be technical about it, you need to be, you know, adventuring for like, 12 yeah hours and i've already day. done my arcane recovery yeah i have but identify is also a spell you can cast ritualistically so that's true this is and this is definitely the the game where like i've been able to do my utility things and i've been trying not to like overuse them in the sense that uh of kind of i'm not afraid of random encounters anymore um because i feel like especially this past session we fucking murked in combats yeah we have gotten so cohesive speaking of murking in combat they moved forward past that room with yeah. the archway and uh they could hear these goblins chanting nim right yeah right nim right and they're like what the fuck's going on so they like sneak in they send glory in first because she's got this like great invisibility on her mm. and she goes and she checks it out and um through like a you know like uh, like miscommunication on where she was trying to look uh she ended up walking into uh this room where these two figures were standing 
and they both turn and look directly at the space where she is. So she's like, fuck, and she goes for the Scorching Ray. Uh, Rolls, unfortunately, misses with the Scorching Rays. Turns out it's two bugbears standing in the middle of the room, and then um, combat starts, and all these goblins start running in, and uh, there's like six from this north room, and then a nine more from the southern chamber. Uh, so that was the uh, the first that combat I was telling you about mm. way before we started. With like one of the first ones you can stumble across that's got fifteen goblins. That was that one I was telling you about. Like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's like the first one of the first things out of the gate you can just stumble upon. Because mm. uh, so they get through this combat. It's it's not even really all that difficult. They end up like taking out the intellect devourer. It only gets one turn, and it tries to uh, devour Skis's intellect, but Skis uh, gets by on the fucking skin of his teeth mm. and doesn't go down. Um, uh, they end up taking everything out. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that one was all that hairy. You guys. Uh, no. You guys handled, took it down pretty handily. You got a nice burning hands in there and took uh, like yep. a decent chunk of them out. Uh, and it was definitely like like me realizing, like I feel like um, Halith and I have like um, like a Bo and Caleb situation going on right now. <laughs> and I really wish that I fucking had enlarge. Yeah, I really, fucking, really fucking. Cool. Yeah, I got a new mini for him, by the way. For this sick. Week. Uh, it's it's pretty fucking. It's metal, dude. It's yeah. metal as fuck. He's got it's got like two axes, and that. it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple spells that I hope I can find at that magic shop coming up. Uh, oh, but yeah, like like the identify, like it, it was cool. It's cool that having our combat be so cohesive now, and that we like work really well together and we know how to work yeah. really well together because that, now that was kind of a big reason i wanted to keep this group yeah. so small is mm. like i wanted to keep get you guys to be that like cohesive group together yeah because I mean, we already really we were almost all there with it it's just like i don't know i needed that one little like piece of like just focusing in on this small group and i think it's right. really working out i think the thing is just that i was worried before this session and i'm no longer worried about was taking out 10 minutes yeah like ten minutes is like just enough time for someone to come up behind us. Yeah, and then but, I mean, m- most of the time the party's willing, right? Because it's worth finding out whatever this thing is. Yeah, you know. Um, and so yeah, so I'm assuming you know, and you again, you don't have to tell me, although Gizzard won't retain this knowledge, but like, I'm assuming that it was like a conjuration glyph or something like that. Um, and if it wasn't, then. It was an illusion gift and something else, glyph and something else killed those orcs. Um, though that's uh, that's where it's neither. It's neither. Interesting. Tell you that now. If you want to mm. go back and investigate it, feel free. Right. But, uh, but- anyway. <laughs> Uh, so they finish this combat and then they end up heading up a little bit north and finding the connecting tunnel to the mirrored hallway where they had gone and fought everything earlier. Mm. And we're like, oh, okay, we finally completed a loop. Yeah. Uh, so like that was fully like one quarter of the dungeon space in that area. You guys like, ding, done. Right. We've set it in. Uh, so then they decide to head back towards uh, the direction they had already gone, but head uh, north instead of south when they got to a certain crossroads. They head north, and they see two bugbears there who start fucking, as soon as they see them, they dip out and run around the, uh, this, like, uh, curved hallway. They manage to take out one of the bugbears and get a hit mm-hmm. in on the second one before uh, they dip out around the corner and disappear. And they're like, well, you know, we'll find those bugbears later. Like, we'll, we'll get to them in a second. It won't right. be a problem. 
Uh, so they uh, head into this other room. They check out this obelisk, which when uh, was touched, uh, spoke into their brain and essentially gave them uh, this secret, pa- uh, the like location of a secret passage, which Halith had already shown them. But, you know, it goes to show, you know, maybe touching that weird black <laughs> ominous obelisk in the middle of the room is not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe not all the time it's a bad idea. Uh, but they, yeah. they leave out from this room and they get ambushed by a group of goblins and the bugbear that had been left over because uh, it came around and warned these goblins at this little watch post, which they had seen had they'd set up like barricades and, with, tables. Uh, with tables to block off this certain entrance, which uh, they have yet to investigate. But we uh, did, I think, first ever theater of the mind combat. Yeah, because I'm generally a very tactile person and I want like being having the tactical map and being able to be like this person's there this person's here but i was like man it's six goblins and a bugbear mm. i don't feel and it was a really weird room to have to draw out like for a combat that was going to last two rounds right so i was like cool we're just gonna do this theater of the mind here's i got the groupings in my head you guys are here here and here let's go like right and it worked out you guys ended up taking them out pretty quickly uh one of them tried to run off and escape using its disengage bonus action and made it through the secret door gizzard in hot pursuit fucking bursts through with a decent like a pretty damn good perception check to see how the secret door worked mm. and just fucking and then just hit it yeah with a fireball right in the back just killed it, it was and bad. then uh they decide well we found this secret passage like let's go investigate what's on the other side of it uh and they find this small room where they find uh a whole bunch they hear like the chittering uh because the door is like slightly ajar uh they hear the chittering of rats coming from beyond and they enter and there's 10 giant rats and a were rat in this room and um the rats of course attack because it's a dungeon right. um and the were-rat actually tries to escape and flee once it sees all of its rat comrades go down, but no such luck for that were-rat bastard. No, yeah. And uh, you guys... That was what, Glory, who killed that guy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, with yeah. uh, I think Eldritch, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Um, yeah, uh, so took down uh, those rats, and then right there, uh, we decided to end the session, and uh, they put some pitons in the door for a short rest. Yeah. We discovered gonna... a dwarven throne, decrepit. Yeah, like... Uh, dwarven throne. And some uh, old fountains in mm. the room that looked like they had uh at one point you know been really yeah. nice and had been flowing from an underground river which but were since uh, yeah just, like, completely decrepit initially we had thought that we had found the lie and solved the quest and yeah then, uh, unfortunately after some uh history checks yeah and essentially like well the way that this is carved it wouldn't like it what how this throne was described it wouldn't decay like this yeah. so yeah, uh, but where we ended off is we're going to start off with your guys' short rest so that you guys can recover some, a little bit more hit points. Yeah. Um, and uh, skis will get back uh, maneuvers, yeah. things like that. Gory will get her bummed. spells back. I'm just bummed that, like, that's the one thing with the wizard being a full caster. Like, I have arcane recovery, but I only get that once a day. Yeah. You just got to find uh got to find a way to get a, a weapon that allows you to attack with your int modifier, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I already have that with my wand essentially, you yeah. know, my firebolt, but it's like I'm more so and nine I out of ten, I was almost willing more worth it. If I didn't have the cap of disguise, yeah, I would have taken the circlet. Mm. Like no ifs ands or buts. I would have I would have been like if someone wants this, like we can 
we can battle for it <laughs> you know we can rumble yeah and we can either do this in the dungeon or we can settle it back when we get to water deep and either none, neither of us wear it or whoever wins the battle wears it <laughs> um but you know uh, a wizarding duel uh but yeah you know if if you know but it, it's it's much better on glory and i have the cap of disguise which is what i want wanted in the first place anyways for this entire character mm-hmm. so it's like it's already perfect yeah you know well uh that's where we left our session for the week so yeah. we're gonna go ahead and transition on into our smoke break smoke break yeah. uh so uh what are we smoking this week hunter i don't know wait what are you yeah. about this yeah i think it, it I, if i remember correctly it's bx cookies um bx cookies yeah some cookies bx or bx cookies like, something like that uh oh no that's bmx i was gonna say like a bicycle <laughs> <laughs> no not not necessarily like that but um i don't remember the exact turt profile and i forgot to bring the uh large bag with me but uh it's an indica uh it's really nice uh the, the main reason i went and picked it up is i was looking at the descriptions on the website for the dispensary i went to mm. and the big things that it said that it helped with was uh sleep uh ADD slash ADHD and anxiety and I'm like wow that describes me in a strain right, so right. Uh, I decided to pick it up and it's been really nice like my anxiety definitely has been less the past couple of days yeah it's been pretty chill um I cleaned my bowl though before uh, uh you got this and so it's like the few bowls that I've yeah, smoked out of this it was just uh, like sucked through unfortunately. yeah we picked up a um with shake yeah ha- a half ounce of shake just because it's it's the cheap way to get stuff because like normally when we go to the dispensary we just pick up pre-rolls and then half the time we're taking the like ground up pot out of the pre-rolls and smoking it anyway so i was yeah. like fuck it let's cut out the middleman and i mean getting a half gram for i think it was like 66 bucks out the door is not no bad. that's that's not bad by our half means. ounce rather yeah for that much yeah um that is that although now realizing you know shake versus pre-roll shake yeah uh, i feel like they're there's which this is probably why a lot of pre-rolls fucking blow yeah nevada where it's like there's just like little nugs like left in them little Mm. like chunks but like damn when you had those and you were emptying them out you're like oh sick i got a green screen Mm -hmm. so it's like exactly now i don't have a green screen because this is very well shake yeah this is very much the shaky shake but uh it's still a great smoke uh it's got a great taste to it uh i'm i've been super enjoying it uh but things happening here locally. Uh, you can, as always, you can catch the Adepa truck down at Feed the Camel on Wednesdays and the Farmers Market on Thursdays down at the McKinley Arts Center. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last week for the next couple that he's going to be out for the uh, next four. Yeah, yeah, he will be. Uh, our buddy Chunk is heading to uh, Columbia to visit family and uh so which also means this is our last campaign update for a bit yeah uh well we'll have one next week yeah Yeah. we have we have one more week with him before he heads out but but that's when we're going to do the one shot with my older brother so i'm fucking super stoked for that why don't you go ahead and tell us about your character that you have planned for that so uh you know my name is zach um i'm just like you're a really average guy uh i spend a lot of time uh on the internet because it's ultimately the future of this world this country and this existence um but i'm also just all really really into friendship so um as i flip my rainbow mohawk are you also just a really really nice guy and the girls just don't understand (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm actually really glad that you understand that about me, bro. Dude, dude. Yes, brony power. Let's go. So, yeah, he's a brony. He's going to be a celestial warlock because I found out that you can have a unicorn as a patron. I was already going to be a celestial warlock. But a unicorn patron? Are you fucking kidding me? Let's go. Let's go. Instantly. (laughs) So I'm going to also bring in some uh, Pokemon vibes. I'm going to have a like a hoodie onesie jacket type thing where I look like, um, I think, I don't know actually not to say his name because I don't, I didn't play that game, but Kalito, the unicorn Pokemon, he's like, oh, yeah, he's I got don't. like a red and blue mohawk. I, I, he looks I, super cool. That it's, It sounds super cool, but I, I was just thinking more of um, Overlord Zack from the old days of uh, Critical Role. That's all. Why do you think the name Zack? <laughs> Overlord, <laughs> Overlord. Yeah. Oh um, um, no! Yeah, that. Lord. Uh, yeah, the the name is definitely a reference to uh, Geek and Sundry in very early Critical Role days. Um, and uh, but yeah, like I uh, something that Ian and I kind of um discussed was that maybe uh for this one shot because it's going to be Connor's first time playing that uh maybe. It's also the first time that um, anyone else that plays in this one shot plays a plays class, class. Yeah. and and I don't, maybe not race, but class <coughs> for the first time that they've ever done that. And so yeah, I was like, so the, never the, played a warlock. The playing play feels a little bit more, a little bit more equal, balanced, equal. I mean, like, like you guys will definitely still be able to like just understand the rules of the game and go into it a lot quicker but like that but then way it'll just be not... easier for us to explain it to one player as opposed to you and me explaining it to an entire table back in the day when barely yeah. either of us truly understood what was going on i mean on. i ba- i still will say like i barely really understand what's going on yeah. but I, I i understand it enough uh mm. Because, I mean, there's, you know, still things that we're clarifying in rules all the time, like... Concentration checks. They're yeah. saving throw. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, more things to just keep looking into. Yeah. Uh, and always trying to improve the game. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so, still in our smoke break, technically, here. Mm. Uh, I want to hear about the first time you ever got dabbed out. Not not even the just first time you ever took a dab because I mean so, chances are right. the first time you did a dab you got dabbed out. Well, the first time I took a dab, the, it's it's kind of it, it, I mean it's hazy, but it's <laughs> hazy in the sense that I rem- I remember once I started dabbing on the regular mm-hmm. that I did it. It was it was probably like I don't know like the, my the third dozen dozens time that I've done it. You yeah, I I'd done it almost fifty times. Right, I'm dabbing with my friends. And then I did it a different way with someone else. And I was like, wait a minute, this is dabbing? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I did this like years ago. Yeah. Uh, when, and that was like when I first started smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going back to that, I remember it was a time where um, this was in uh, Nevada, but not where I'm at right now. And uh, I remember we didn't have any flour. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had picked up a bunch of hash. Yeah. And that's all that we had. So we just went through like all the different ways of how to smoke hash. Yeah, hot knives, whatever else. Yep. Yeah. But the thing is is that it wasn't brick hash. It wasn't um fucking what else is that? Like the cold cold wash, cold rent. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Like yeah, the bags. Yeah, yeah. 
um it was like it was a hash that i remember never seeing before Mm -hmm. but hearing that it was the next level yeah and i was just like oh cool it's extracted a different way yeah whatever whatever it doesn't matter yeah Yeah. it doesn't matter to me it's gonna get me fucking high yeah um and um yeah like and we tried it multiple different ways to figure out the best way to do it and Mm -hmm. eventually yeah like we um what we ended up doing is we finally did get some flour um and then we got uh one of those um i think they were called like honko or hano but the ceramic uh rods yeah remember that and it was like electric and then it like heated it and whatnot and that that was the first time i technically took a dab Mm -hmm. you know in in the sense of smoking butane extracted hash yeah you know um but then after that you know you and our fucking people like fucking tony J and stuff yeah. like that you know um and uh yeah uh it always fucking got me knocked on my ass mm-hmm. uh but it was it was so crazy that uh, that's my experience of like my first time taking a dab was remembering that i had taken a dab years prior yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah i was like wait what like yeah. um so yeah, that's that's my that's my story on that one. So like, what about I, you, Ian? I mean, I had smoked hash, you know. Uh, like, I remember the first time I'd smoked hash was with uh, my buddy over at my parents' old house. Um, we were just out in the cul-de-sac, and I I, I was not prepared for what hit me because like uh, he loaded hash and keef onto this bowl, and I had ni- had smoked neither before. Uh-huh. Uh So I was like, you know, three sheets to the wind that night. But the first time I took a dab, like fucking, you know, the butane uh, extracted hash, like. As this, and it's more specifically like dabbing it into a rig mm-hmm. was with you uh at your place over off sierra and yeah. i just remember like you being like all right man hold on and i'm like i'm sitting here staring at you with this fucking torch yeah and i'm like what map gas like i'm like well, are we we're, we're smoking pot right we're not yeah we're not we're doing, doing like, like drugs. drugs right we're like you're yeah. not you're not about to like slip me something here and yeah. you're like no man trust me it's hash yeah and we'd like fucking we we heat up this thing when like we, way too hot to yeah. took it while it was nearly we, oh yeah still we, red we hot had no fucking clue what we were doing um nope. and it was a titanium nail if i remember correctly yep. yeah so you know doing everything completely wrong as far as you know the like that was the, the, um, is the uh, highly educated Infinity Nail yeah. uh, version one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he fucking he heats it up and he's like, all right, man, go for it. And I just drop it down. And I fucking like I essentially like I hand him the bong back and like fall backwards straight onto the bed and just like, oh, my God, what the fuck was that? Like yep. <laughs> and, uh... hit like a freight train. And then like for the next like three hours, I was just like beyond stoned and just like, uh yeah that was that was us killing a lot of brain cells uh, fucking up our lungs by introducing such hot smoke oh yeah like ridiculously hot smoke like Uh, and i coughed up like i've coughed like i never coughed before no yeah we i mean at at a certain point at the uh at the end of my initial dabbing career um i was coughing up blood oh yeah uh but i was also smoking terrible stuff oh yeah that the stuff that we ended up getting towards the end of like your initial dab run was like you could open it up and you could smell smell, like acetone yeah like it wasn't even butane it was like fucking acetone it was like what the fuck is this like yeah it was was ridiculously cheap and tried to flip it to other people and that was that was bad i mean that was yeah i will probably the cat the capitalism gods probably 
frowned upon me that day. Well, actually, no, they probably got like they, they, proud of no, me. They but... smiled. It was like the the like decency gods are like, dude, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on, man. Like, what's, um, what, what's your deal? Capitalism yeah. was like, get it, man. Get, get it, that man. money. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did. Uh, I introduced a lot of people to devs that way. Yeah, uh, and it was uh, it was fun. But at a certain point, looking back on it now, even looking back on it five years ago just like oh my god what was i doing yeah well uh yeah that's that's our stories with dabs um mm-hmm. if you guys do have any suggestions on like stories you want to hear from us about our various uh pod experiences and or other experiences i guess we do have uh lots of stories to tell you can you know mm-hmm. drop us a line at dungeons.doobies at gmail.com and uh you know let us know what you what you think about it and what you guys want us to talk about uh, moving on uh, to this week's episode of Critical Role. Dun, dun, dun. Holy shit, man. This episode was fucking insane. Um, so, I mean, like, they, they get to this burial chamber, finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking insane shit. You find out that uh, this Oban was actually, like, homies with Yasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the two years that she doesn't remember and that she would fucking just slaughter people and was like this like angel of death essentially and like she's like oh my god what and i'm then, pretty sure well yeah that's my speculation she's the angel of irons i mean maybe maybe she's or the, maybe like, maybe the angel of irons is a title and she's the next in be, line or, or maybe she uh like the angel of irons will be re board inside of her body something right. like that and the yeah. reason i go with irons is because like that's like typical like warfare uh material uh-huh. right but it's like but they're like seasoned adventurers wouldn't they have like steel one like you know angel of steel angel of mithril whatever well, it's I mean, like i think the she's a barbarian is, well, the, you know like i'll I, take what i can get and i, I will scrap I you the, down well i think the irons is more just uh as a uh allegory for shackles because that's oh a, that's another good one i didn't think about a, that angel in chains angel yeah. of, in irons because like, right. irons is a way of talking about being imprisoned which um i like i don't i i mean this is kind of my own like viewpoint and yeah. like loose interpretation of it but like um she's a fallen asmar mm-hmm. she's she's a devil yeah, you I know, mean, not a, the devil, yeah, a devil. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, she's an a, angel that's like, fallen, like Lucifer, exactly in that way. That you, and you know. not, and I don't know if Lucifer really feels like he's shackled, but like some people well, that, would the, argue that he is. Uh, well, I mean, the argument was, you know, he didn't want to be shackled. He didn't want to be a slave, so that's why he he was like, "Why are you giving these other people free will and not us? Right? Like, we should have just as much free will as these humans do. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be shackled. Right? And so yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's it's the, like it's, it's, so it's all a very just... similar thing. But uh, continuing into it, so we go through this exposition, and then uh, Oban starts casting this spell to unlock these runes on this fucking grave. So everyone's like, "Fuck, we got to hit him. We got to stop this from happening." Unfortunately, no matter what they did, he was, he managed to either like dodge around it or maintain his concentration on re- reciting this uh, mm. like ritual out. And out summons, I forget what the name of it was. Um, uh, the Laughing Hand. Yeah, the Laughing Hand. This fucking creepy, 
crazy ass fucking monster frankensteiny weird like, like oh my god like he, i don't know like any cut that it had would open up into a mouth and yeah. like just uh it was like the creepiest shit but like they're fighting this thing and it's like it doesn't seem like it's taking any damage right at all no from any and he, like, and if anything does. it's getting more dangerous because every cut that opens right it starts to have more of these voices talking out and like and neither does to- uh, Oban's real name is Togar, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he like really doesn't seem like he's taking any damage. Yeah. Either. Like, well, he's got resistance on spell saves. I'm pretty sure. And he's got like he yeah. seems like he's taking half damage on like they're, yeah. all of their non magical attacks like, uh, on all of that, and then cold fire lightning. Yeah. Um. So it was just like like bows ranged attack, Caleb's everything. Yeah. And then. I guess Jester Salah's Rebuke and mm-hmm. Ford's Armor of Agathis. Like, yeah. A lot of their main things. Yeah. You know? And uh, fucking. Uh, but so this combat does not go well. Caduceus' first uh, physical interactions. Yeah. Tried to hit with his staff like three times, missed and, out all uh, the missed, time. Uh, missed all of them. <laughs> um, but th- this combat does not go their way. No. Whatsoever. Um, I, I think. This this is a hot take, and I don't mean this by any disrespect or any slight or any negative, but I think that this is Critical Role's first, air quotes, staged uh, combat. Uh, I think to a point, yeah, because it to was a certain point. It was definitely like Ashley is I, getting taken here. Yeah, no I didn't want to believe it until the very final can i have everyone else leave the room yeah and they do the close-up to camera mm-hmm. angles and i was like okay you have a camera positioned right here for this moment yeah you all knew that this was happening because there was no cut yeah which i mean know? like i understand they have to write ashley out and that's fine that makes sense it's just it it feels yeah. weird uh but then again like but i but i think that they did it beautifully we've we've also had moments where i have definitely engineered things to happen a certain way this is this is a marge moment and i and i and i and i like that because i i have so i have a few ideas i have i have a danny flips out moment you know i was like i think that matt finally just got tired of everyone saying oh well i'm the big bad oh well i'm the big bad and was like all right you know what none of you're the big bad and yasha's not the big bad either but for like two months or for four months while she's gone on blind spot she is going to be the big bad so everyone shut up well I, i think also part of it was like I am not going to let you guys have the barbarian while she's gone. Well, it was like, the same thing as them not having the cleric when she was gone before. You yeah. know, unfortunately, that was much more of a necessity than the barbarian is. Yeah, and I mean they'll they'll get by fine. And I, it's just like the way that you know she ends up getting turned by this fucking thing, and she starts attacking everybody. And she can't do shit when she's Yasha, but then when she's turned on her right. party, she's hitting every yep. single attack. And, like, when I knew it got real is when fucking uh, Travis remembered that he's got his orcish. Uh, savage uh, or Relentless Endurance. Yeah. Like, uh, yep. he, he's, he forgets that yep. all the time. Most yep. of the time when he drops, he forgets that he can just bump back yep. up to one. But he remembered it this time because he mm. knew that, like, yeah, I might die here. Yep. Uh, and Bo, of course, not leaving her captain behind. Good first mate. Yep. Yep. Never leaves yep. the captain. <laughs> and then Caleb being a fucking idiot and being like when cast in large and it's like 
hey, that was like a smart move most of the time. But like right now, when this door is like half open right now, she already has 40 movement, 80. Well, no, she'd have 40 with a uh, step of the wind. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, or yeah, even with an action, you could, she could have what, 60 with a step of the wind and an action dash. Yeah. Cause it's half your movement to carry somebody. So yeah, 60. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, no slight on lean, just like Caleb, that was, that was a dumb move. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's in the moment. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Like in, in a large gave her like an extra, like plus two to AC, like that, like I, I was just like, oh shit, she has a plus two to AC sick. Like she's going to have like, um, advantage on like grapple checks and all this other stuff. Like she's going to be able to get out. And then Matt goes as the door is closing and Bo is running. And I was like, oh, you idiot. Yeah. You know, but like that's too big, but I would. I would do almost. I would probably do the same exact thing, and then just say the same thing about myself. Like, oh, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. So some really cool fucking implications from this episode. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens with Yasha in the up in the, in the upcoming future. But I'm excited that Talison took the initiative to be like, hey, let's focus on my shit now. Like this. This obviously did not go well. I need to find this volcano. It might yeah. give us answers to what's going on here. Right. Let's because I'm super fuck. I want to find out what that's all about. No, totally. Like, and I'm, and well, because what was going to be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't remember if there was a lead in to anyone saying, well, what do we do now? I, I don't. Maybe really remember there was. Either, but I, if Caduceus was just like, hey. I'm sure we all feel a little lost right now because that totally sounds like Talison. Like, I know we all feel a little lost right now, but, like, I have shit I need to take care of, like you're saying. Yeah. You know, and we we don't know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. So how about we do this? Because this, like you're saying, might give us answers to, to literally anything that we're trying to do right now. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's all fucking tied together. It's funny. Most of the things have been tied together so far. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really really excited to see some caduceus story yeah because honestly talison usually has the best stories i mean he does uh i mean well i get compared from this camp like last campaign the briarwood arc was the like best story arc like not the best D D arc i would say no but the my best favorite story arc by far i know i know a lot of people don't really agree with it but my favorite is still hell um but, I mean, it, it was cool but like right. my my favorite D D stuff is still the very uh like climax of that like just i mean the, the, the vecna well, insane okay like aside from vecna yeah like because uh, obviously that's fucking I mean, well, amazing I mean, aside from vecna and, well in the god in the whole god like i like that beholder oh, fight like that's just that that actually that's a great one too you know what i mean like that, that, yeah that's and, some, that, like, and that whole classicness to it uh like. what was his name the ilfid Oh, uh, uh, I kept calling him Clarence Clarota. Yeah, Clarota. Yeah, um, yeah, but like that whole lead in, and then the Kavarn and all that mm. other stuff. That yeah, that was fucking tight. Yeah, and like that's like a, a, some of the most like the old, giant like D and D stuff that they've had. Yeah, like yeah, Grog running up the giant and headbutting it because it like crushed his ale cask. Like, yeah, that's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, that is that actually is some pretty good shit uh but yeah um i i really and that's why uh so like you know long story short like i i do feel like this was staged a little bit but i like yeah. it because it was also staged 
in the same moments where it's like, oh, I want to go check on Yasha the next morning. And mm-hmm. it's like, she's gone from her room. Yep. It's like, that's that's still a choice that was made that Ashley didn't necessarily make. Mm-hmm. It was made for her, for Yasha, because for the party. Be because she's going to be gone. And yeah. because, like, you know, I'm sure Travis has fun with it sometimes. But at a lot of times, it's like, it's, he it's shines so to... much more. Well, it's difficult to juggle two characters always. Especially getting that like, high end level. Yeah. You especially know. getting that high end level. Speaking of Travis. Yes. The uh one the extra spell slots as a or as a warlock. So his Misty Seb thing, I was always like, Oh right, he has that from Summer Dance. Um and then I was like thinking about Thunderstep and how that's such um a signature forward move at this point. Yeah. And so I was like, huh. I was like looking it up because I thought it was like a second level spell. It's a third level spell, um, which doesn't matter for Ford, but uh, yeah. But fifth level, you know, I was like, oh, uh, Glory could have learned this spell. And I'm like looking it up, and it's only a sorcerer and wizard spell. It's not on the hexblade extended extended list. Hmm. I googled it for about an hour this morning, and no one's posted about it interesting i don't know how he has thunderstep and it's not well, it, a blessing it, from well, it could be um, that um from ukatoa it, well it could be that matt gave him a different expanded spell list because ukatoa is his deity oh, okay like i, I think that's oh, that's like, that's the like thunder way. with like an ocean okay yeah that, like that's the easiest way i think to explain it wow. is that that's how he got it because um for fifth level spells you get um or for third level spells um you get blink and elemental weapon mm. um and i was just like yeah when i found out that i was like okay immediately go to the hexblade like what's there yeah you know but yeah maybe uh because uh, you can give a totally custom expanded spell absolutely so absolutely but i was just like damn like because that was that was kind of like a huge move that if i would ever play a higher level warlock i would always want to have thunderstep yeah like that's an amazing spell um it does damage and it teleports yeah f- and, and you can do two teleport if the pre if the creature is willing mm-hmm. which we found out this week yeah i mean i didn't really read the spell too much before but like yeah when he tries to take yasha yeah and she's not willing it she's not work. willing and it, it happens it's yep. it's not a, like and it still oh, just well, happens that back it's if they're no, unwilling it, they don't it come happens they just don't yep. come with you uh but yeah that was um that was a definitely a that, that was a bummer to find out that Unless we homebrewed some stuff, I wouldn't be able to take that spell as a warlock. Yeah, but I mean, you can take it as gizzard. I can't take it as gizzard. Um, so at least for this next uh, this campaign, it, that might be something uh, to try to get. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of spells that I like really want to be grabbing, but they I feel like I've already I grabbed all these first level utility spells mm-hmm. when i could have been grabbing other second level spells because i didn't think i was going to be finding spell books and when i found that sp- spell book i had three spells that i could have transferred over yeah that i had already taken but that was the gamble because i already knew I what i say, wanted to do i would say with your you know spell slots you get every the spells you get to choose every level mm-hmm. choose the spells that you actually do really want right well you i know? already have the like, next two chosen like, you, you, know, so. you know don't go for like the ones that you're like oh well this would be great to have 
because a lot of those you will find in spell books because they're like the right. utility ones, ones that like tons of different spellcasters are going to have. Right. It's going to be in spell books. Well, the thing is, like, is that I, I, I imagine that I'm going to be able to find a scroll, a fireball, I'm going to, or maybe find yeah, a counter spell in a book. Like that. Yeah. But it's like when I level up to level six, like when I can finally actually learn fifth level spells. Yeah. Or third, God damn it, third, third level, level spells. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't want to take the risk of, of not of, not, of yeah. not getting in or not knowing how long it's going to take. Exactly. You like know? having counterspell is one of those ones. Like, no, you need to get it as soon as you and can like, take it. Just maybe because yeah. like counterspell is one of those ones that's not that's not written down a lot usually. Like, right. But maybe maybe fireball. I'll I'll just wait until I can buy a scroll or something or find yeah. one. Uh, considering I have burning hands. Yeah, and it's um, been which pretty effective been, so far. It's been pretty effective. It hasn't been ultimately as mu- as super effective as i wanted it to be but it's still to yeah. it, like it really helped out this last time mm-hmm. i mean you took out most of that second group of goblins that came up in that last goblin yeah. or the second to last goblin battle so and that's that's been the other thing is uh with with my like like grease i really want to use that spell and i haven't used it yet yeah um I mean, there but just really hasn't been a, a place to do it so far. The ends was going to be, like, the main place that I was going to use it. But then it. everybody started dropping. And, and everyone kept running around. Yeah. And then I was just like, I have other things I need to do right now. Mm-hmm. And I have limited spells. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, fucking Yasha's gone. Mm-hmm. We're back to six of the nine. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm actually a little curious... If yeah, if uh, Ashley Johnson is gonna try to pull a little regal, and uh, if she when she comes back play a different character just for a little bit or something, yeah, maybe, and then maybe like well, she fights they, they have Yasha, to, they have to narratively have it work out. So right, and like maybe she fights Yasha, or maybe they end up killing out. Something happens where you yeah. know, like I I think that'd be cool. Um. Maybe I mean we'll see. Like I don't think Matt wants to make those kind of choices for her. So no, no, no. You know, we'll see. Um, but I also, and then also like you know uh, I, I've thought about it a lot, but I haven't said it out loud until like just right now. I actually don't really see Ashley being that type of player. No, me either. But um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, that's that's the thing is that I, maybe maybe it was so much more harsh this time. All speculation, of course. Yeah. But it's Blind Spot's final season. Yeah. And maybe Ashley's like, I just need to put 110 into this final season. So I can't like have any moment where it's like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna be in LA back for a week. Like that week, like maybe I like only want to spend it with Brian or something like yeah, that. You know, yeah. like I'll hang out with you guys, but I don't want to like broadcast this week. Yeah, we'll see. Um yeah. we'll see how it works out. Because it could end up being totally different than how it's looking right now, and it's literally it's like a twenty-four hour charm effect, and then Yasha tries to dip out. Who knows? Um, I mean, like that could that yeah. could totally just be how it works out. Um. Anyway, I mean, I think that's that's, that's about it for uh, today. Um, oh, uh, next week we don't have Critical Role. No, we do not have Critical Role. Do you so know what we do have though? We have Dimension Twenty. Unsleeping City. So that'll we will we will be talking at length about uns, uh, Unsleeping City next yes. week because uh, I've been super excited for this. Um, but yeah, uh, this has been another episode of Dungeons and Doobies. I've been Ian, and I'm a hunter. Uh, you can get a hold of us at dungeons.doobies at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. You uh, just want to you know ask us how we're doing. We'll reply, tell you you know our whole life story if you really want to yep. hear it. 
Um, totally we're also on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Dungeons.doobies on uh, Instagram and it's uh, Gmail as well. Yeah, and then the Facebook page is like slash Dungeons and written out Doobies podcast. Um, but uh, we love you all out there. Be good to one another and uh, stay smoking, everybody. Yeah. Dungeons and Doobies.